Does porn ruin relationships? When is it okay? Is it okay at all? We are going to talk about that and so much more porn and all kinds of crazy stuff. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Hey, this theme hey. song right here, like, man, it makes you just want to go right put some mean face on <laughs> we're just keeping it you know yeah. we're trying to keep it classy right now welcome you guys this is the red table talk after show on this beautiful monday evening i'm your host tyler simone and i couldn't do the show without my amazing co-host what's up y'all it's the one and only the tyler tyson the tyler tyson oh, yes. you heard it and we're so happy to have you here thank you for joining us this episode was <laughs> it was something it was something it was something great was i enjoyed great. every moment every squirm every <laughs> side of our conversation every side eye even all of willow's oh, Oh, I enjoyed all of it. (laughs) Me too. It It was a great conversation. Yes. We learned some stuff. I feel like we definitely learned quite a few things. Like the fact that 40 million people use porn on a daily basis. That's a lot of people. In my mind, of that 40 million, probably 35 million are men. Yeah, I would (laughs) say so. I think it's that many because... As they said on the show, it's porn in your pocket, and yes. it's everywhere. It's it's you can't get away from it. I know. And she didn't say whether it was more so men or women, but I think we can kind of assume yeah. that it would be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's start off from the very beginning. Our porn beginnings when we were exposed to it. I I knew about porn from a young age, but I always knew it was bad okay. or I, it just was something i wasn't supposed to be seeing i knew about the showtime and the what channels? cinemax, cinemax. And all of, mm-hmm. i knew about all of that but i just knew those were things that i don't watch mm-hmm. ever um i didn't see my first porn video until maybe uh, like 18 20 somewhere around there okay. what about you so okay you know on the show willow said that she was exposed at like 11 yeah um so i my first time seriously being exposed exposed to porn i know i was in elementary school i was walking home with my cousins and there were these like like baseball cards they Mm -hmm. look like baseball cards so i thought they were baseball cards (laughs) until you turn them over and they are hardcore pornographic images of men doing things to women of women just there like just right there in your face um and then from there like there's literally been a progression you know for for me um and i remember being in in high school Mm -hmm. and just like you know coming home before my parents got home and watching it on on the computer yeah so yeah it's been there yeah and i feel like we have something in common as far as you know like watching it in private you're you're not supposed to be watching it but you're watching it anyway i think there was a a, some some kind of rush i'm not 
I'm not all the way sure. I can't really put my finger on it because I do realize that when you think, especially as a full grown adult, when you think, oh, somebody's watching porn, you also associate another activity going on with this. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, um, of course, in elementary school, that wasn't there was no extra activity. It was literally just these pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that sparked curiosity. And then once I found out that it was on the Internet, this is still before because this is like, hmm. High like early high school, so this is still before the other activity that goes along with yeah. watching porn. And y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so it, it wasn't like a sexual thing per se for me by myself, mm-hmm. but it still was just this fascination with okay, I'm not supposed to be watching it. Okay, now I have access to it. I just want to see as much of it as I can because I feel like this is like it's like on the job training it's yeah. like i can I can <laughs> literally because i was a virgin at the time yeah, yeah. so it's like i can obviously see exactly how this is supposed to go because i have no clue i'm not going to talk to my parents about okay so i know this is the talk but i really just i need a visual aid i'm a visual i need a visual yeah. aid so that was like my visual aid and like you said you didn't know or you kind of look to it as this is how it's supposed to go and i guess that kind of leads us into our first topic of the stigma and the perception that this is what sex is supposed to be like mm-hmm. this is what a man is supposed to do this is how a woman is supposed to act and react what did you think about uh, that that idea <sighs> um I'm trying, so I'm really trying to censor this for, <laughs> for our audience because there's only so much I can say. Yeah, but I will say that I didn't have like the the stigma of oh, porn is bad. I didn't have mm-hmm. that. Like I kind of knew it wasn't right, just yeah. because it's not something that you can sit and watch with the family. But I didn't feel like oh, I'm doing something so bad. I have to wait until like everybody sleep and sneak away. I didn't have that. The and, and the stigma, I didn't even feel the stigma mm-hmm. that, that Jada and Adrian and, and Willow were talking about. More or less for me, I think, and this is more so with the black community, I don't think there's a stigma on the porn itself. The stigma is on the, can we say masturbation on this show? I, I'm I think not so. sure. But for me, the stigma is on the, the masturbation part. Yeah. That's the part that I always felt like, okay, I shouldn't be doing this. Even though... I had open conversations with my parents and, you know, they always said it's healthy and normal and all of that. I still felt like uh, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't given that talk. Like, Mm. I, I mean, I was given the sex talk, but as far as porn, masturbation, all of that stuff, never given a talk about it. Um, but I still found out about it somehow because I know what it is and everything. Word on the street. Word on the, the street. The streets will keep you informed. They be teaching us. <laughs> <laughs> and this is before the shade room and all of that. Yes. The this real streets. The, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but I've seen porn before and I kind of want to touch on like what's happening in the porn. And Jada and Yami yeah, and Willow, they brought all this stuff up that there is no no in porn. Mm-hmm. Like the women don't ever say no. I never thought about that, but that's true. I didn't either yeah. until she said it. I was like, oh, uh, my God. Right. Yeah. No one ever asked her what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> he asked her, ma'am, do you want this? Are you down for this? Like, I know that we're in a barbershop or I know that I'm just a plumber and I'm here to fix. But do you want this? I didn't even take into consideration that they would never ask the woman what she wanted in they, this situation. No, they yeah. never do. And there is that feeling of like. Whatever he says, he says goes, and that's just what we're gonna do. And this is why I feel like somehow, some way, there's some wire 
that that that's just not connected for me because like you know living in the times that we live in and they talk about like women standing up for themselves and how men have a hard time believing that women can do like all things i never had that like yeah i was raised by my dad and my grandmother and of course i had aunts and and i just saw women doing everything um and so i feel like this whole this situation right here too i just i don't know i never took into consideration that the woman's thoughts what she wanted, none of that is even being considered. That just never crossed my mind. And that the man is, like, empowered in that moment because as I'm watching, I'm not feeling empowered. This doesn't feed my ego and then make me think, oh, I can just do whatever I want with a woman. Like, those thoughts just never came my way. Like, not even once. And I think that it's, it's that way for some people and then for others it's the complete opposite i feel like and they touched on this the expectations are so high that mm-hmm. when men do have sex and it's not like that then it's not good sex mm-hmm. and i think that's where there's also a disconnect because in the videos men are doing things doing a lot of different things oh they're things. doing a lot they're doing- they're making that money. <laughs> they're they're, they that. are owning, earning that coinage. They're owning, earning the coins. And some of the stuff you could say is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, but where am I going with this? When, when it comes to women in porn, that stuff that they're doing to women in those videos, to me, is still disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So, like, in real life, if I'm having sex with someone... What you saw in that video, I don't want to do that. Right. It's disrespectful right. to me. Mm-hmm. So then the man is not getting what he wants because he's expecting all this like craziness. Mm-hmm. But then the woman, she wasn't going to do that anyway. So the interesting thing is uh, with the whole porn thing, I never looked at it like I'm expecting the woman to do all of the things that took place in this video. Yeah. I My takeaway is always... Oh, she's expecting this from me. She's expecting me to do X, Y, and Z. She's expecting me to do what he did. She's expecting it to, like, all of those things. I It was never about her. It was more so about me. Got it. And I also feel like when you are dating, getting to know someone, and y'all begin to get intimate, like, you, even without having the verbatim conversations, like, y'all just kind of know. And, and um Adrian even said that one of the things that Terry told her, whoever this mysterious Terry is, mm-hmm. that when you're in your relationships, you guys, whoever the couple is, y'all decide what your sexual experience is going to be. You guys decide what you like, what you don't like. And I feel like that has been the norm norm yeah. for all of my relationships is that each one is different. Some of them were like this and these things worked and some things we did and did not do. And then in this one, it was like anything goes. So I just think it, it changes from relationship to relationship. Yeah. So you guys do have to communicate about that. And um, yeah, it needs to be an open conversation, I think, yeah. because that could potentially ruin a relationship. Listen, you try to <laughs> you try a trick with the wrong person and that it, it is over. It is over. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, the generational differences Gammy and then Willow, they're on two different sides of the spectrum. Mm, as always. As always. Mm-hmm. But Gammy grew up and she was made to feel shamed for sex in general and then porn as well. But she did say that it helped free her. And I got that. When she said it, I understood it. Because, you know, back in the day, women could not express 
anything that was even on the verge of being sexual. Like for a woman to say that I'm feeling great about myself and I want the company of a man, she couldn't even say that. Yeah. You remember for the longest time on TV, um, even through like the sixties with I dream of Jeannie, you could, a woman couldn't even show her belly button on TV. Um, and so now it's gotten to the place now where, you know, we see everything on TV, but still, there's a big difference between a guy saying, this is what I enjoy sexually. This is how it does it as opposed to a woman. Like when a woman says it, there's still a little bit of a, <gasps> yeah, and it shouldn't be, no, but for whatever reason there is. So I get when she says that seeing it was like, Oh, I'm free to do whatever. Yeah. Like this is, it is okay for a woman to have these thoughts and these feelings and these urges. Yeah. There's definitely a double standard still. It goes for like just dating in general, having sex, you know, when a woman, whenever she wants to have sex, like we can't do things like that without being labeled automatically. And they talked about that too, being labeled a slut and everything else. Yep. Um, Whereas a guy, if he's, oh, he's just being a guy. Yeah. A guy had like, it's almost expected. You know, I've heard there were other conversations where people talk about the number. Like, I think Mariah Carey just did an interview with one of these magazines and Cosmo, I think it was. And she said that she's only been with five people in her entire life. And people are like, oh, that can't be. No, 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 no. But it probably is true. Um, Guys are the ones that like to, you know, beef up their numbers. And it's almost expected for guys to have this much experience. And it's like, if you don't have a number that looks like this then what have you been doing with your life? Whereas yeah. if a woman has that same number, it's like, oh, she's been around. Da, mm-hmm. da, da. Like, it's just such a double standard. It's stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. And with that example, people probably assume she has to have been with more people because she's a beautiful woman. But that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. Um, and going back to, like, not being able to be free, I feel like women hide everything. Like, we hide... We're, like, we're just not able to be open about things why like i I mean i think us now in this generation we we try we're getting there Mm -hmm. but like jada said it's going to take a lot of time but we're not open about our periods like just things like that we can't talk about it openly without kind of being judged Mm -hmm. so i think it's the same with sex just very closed definitely i agree with that um okay let's talk about the men versus women when it comes to sex and porn. So um, Jada actually said that culturally women don't know what they like when it comes to sex because they were never allowed to explore that. Mm -hmm. And I agree. What do you think? I mean, I think that's accurate. You know, as we just talked, you know, um, women weren't allowed to say a lot of things, um, especially about what they wanted from their sexual experience. So, um, and I just feel like with women, there are just so many layers, uh, emotion. I mean, just from an emotional standpoint, not just talking physical from an emotional standpoint, there's so many layers. And with guys, I mean, I keep saying all the time, whenever I have conversations with anyone, I say that guys, we are so, so simple and so basic and easy. And I know women are like, no, y'all aren't y'all accomplish. No, I promise. If you stop thinking like a woman like Steve Harvey saying, think like a man. Mm-hmm. That means just take all of the emotion out of it, just straightforward. That's us. Like, we're so basic, it's ridiculous. So, for us, porn isn't this emotional experience. It is really just a physical, that's it. Yeah. Whereas with women, it can be 
there are layers to it. You know, as they talked about the different types of porn, there are the emotional storyline driven porn that Willow said that she enjoys. There's, of course, the more physical ones where people are getting tied up and yeah. beat up and all of these other things, which Gammy says she hates. Um, so it, and Jada even said that she has a plethora of porn back in the day she doesn't have now yeah. that had those storylines and that, that went back and forth between storyline and non-storyline. So I just think that with women... Obviously, when it comes to a woman being satisfied, especially on any level, sexual, that it requires mm-hmm. emotion. That inquire that requires not inquires, but requires layers. It's yeah. like it's beyond just the physical act of having sex. So, do you going off of that? Do you see how a woman could be uh, offended by her man watching, like even? Be- for the man to watch porn, it's not emotional. It's just a physical thing. But then for the woman to get offended by it, she's emotionally affected. But the man is not even emotionally affected by it. That's where it gets tricky. That's where it gets tricky. Because the man is not doing it for emotion. He's just simply doing it for pleasure. But the woman is not okay with it that this sounds like our special segment that's coming up <laughs> so that's just a little tease for y'all because i have an answer for that all right but we're gonna save it for the end of the show let's save it let's save it let's talk about jada's porn addiction her okay. old porn addiction yes, yes she did correct herself and say that it wasn't necessarily a porn addiction but it was an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. with porn mm-hmm. We see her now, and it's crazy to just think about little Jada just... (laughs) Well, I mean, listen, little Jada was a young Jada at one point, and I feel like everything that we go through, they... I mean, everything is a cycle. We're not not doing anything new these days that they didn't do back then. The only difference is we have technology to kind of help us do it easier. That's the only difference. Uh, The same experiences, the first kiss, the first tongue kiss, the first feeling, any of that, Mm -hmm. they went through all of those same things. So, um... I'm not surprised. I, I love the fact that she backtracked the word mm-hmm. addiction because I feel like in today's society, we're so quick to use these harsh, strong words that aren't yeah, applicable not. for this particular scenario. And she was like, you know, I realized I shouldn't have used that word addiction because that's such a strong word. It is. So I do have a friend. I know a lot of people say, oh, it must be him. If it's a-. No, it really was a friend in college that... Um, he was addicted to porn. I did not know he was addicted to porn. Yeah. But like a year or so, I remember him kind of falling off the scene. Mm-hmm. The scene being like going to the cafe, being on the set, going to class, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a few years later, I saw him and he was—he admitted he was open about it to everyone. He was like, yeah, I had a full-blown porn addiction. I was missing class. Like I would literally be in the house all day, every day watching porn, doing what you do when you watch porn in yeah. college. Like all of the – he was – he almost failed out of school because of porn. And that was my first time ever seeing firsthand, kind of firsthand, somebody having a porn addiction. That's wild. But I think it's it's a real thing. I think, yeah. um, I don't think I've ever had, I know, actually, I know I've never had a porn addiction. But I do think that there is a, a world and a culture that you can kind of like slide into. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> slide. <laughs> Did you catch that? No slide. pun intended. <laughs> Um, where you can find yourself trying to always be on the search for the video to outdo the last video. Yeah. It's almost like the drug addiction. You get high and you are all, not all the time. Like there are people that smoke weed that don't do this, but you know what I mean? You get high and it's like, you're constantly chasing the next high or something that takes you higher than what you were just on. And I think that porn addiction is the same thing. And because it's on our phones 
And, you know, with Apple TV and Chromecast and all, I mean, if it's on your phone, it's on your TV. Um, it's just endless. It's, it's everywhere. Literally everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, Garrett talked about it. The, one of the guests that we had on the show this time, him and his wife, uh, Ariel about how it was just instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Like if you want it, you can have it whenever in the bathroom at work, like you were saying, you could have it, you know, at school, at the store, literally anywhere. The sad part is there when you said if you want it, you can have. There's a gospel song that came into my head, and I don't think gospel applies no, to this scenario. Don't bring the Lord. Well, listen. Apparently, the Lord needs to be here. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, right. it, it, it is everywhere. Yeah. It's instant gratification. Um, as I said at the top of the show, you can. And I, guys can relate to this. And this is why I say for us is really just physical. We literally can be at work minding our business, mm-hmm. not thinking anything sexual. I mean, if you're working in a cubicle with a whole bunch of people or whatever, there's nothing sexual happening. Yeah. But for whatever reason, for a guy, our minds will just magically go there. Yeah. And when it goes there, it's like, oh, okay, well. Nothing's going on. Let me and you get on your phone. And it's right there. Yeah. Not saying that you satisfy yourself right there, but it's right there. Like literally. it's literally that easy though. Yeah. I am always shocked by men, young men's stories about how they were introduced to porn. Mm-hmm. Once again, I was shocked when Garrett said that he was nine years old. I'm just like, nine years old. Like that was that about is... the age I was, yeah. I know. And every guy I talked to when we talk about sex and that whole thing, it's always around that age. And it wasn't, we weren't looking for it. It was, we weren't, um, and I know people love, people love to, to automatically think certain things, especially when it comes to black people, like how they grew up. Maybe they were in like the ghetto or something and it's just sex and drugs everywhere. That's not my background at all. Not that there's anything wrong with it, just not mine. And it just literally was there. It, yeah. I was walking home with my cousins, uh, and, I don't remember where the cards came from because mm-hmm. I think I was in like third grade, which I think is probably like eight or nine, somewhere around there. And the the older kids, the guys that were in like maybe fourth or fifth grade, they are the ones that had the cards. And so my cousin, who was actually younger than me, said, hey, come check out the cards. Or, hey, come check this out. And I was like, what is it? I thought it was baseball cards. And I was yeah. like, oh. And then at first, because it takes a minute for it to sink in, it's like, Oh, wow. And so now you're looking, you're like, oh, that's what that looks like. Oh, that's what that, oh, that's how it's supposed to go. Okay. Yeah. So your mind is being blown. Once again, no pun <laughs> intended. Blown. But um, your mind is being blown, but you're really just curious now because now you're, it's been peaked. That interest has been peaked. Yeah. You guys peak so much quicker and it's backwards because women, it's not like, we're supposed to wait like as long as possible and when it does happen that's not a big woohoo i mean sometimes it might be but it's kind of like hey like i did it you know yeah it's a weird thing thing, the, the crazy thing is women mature faster than men but men are exposed to this whole sexual thing at a much earlier age than women are. Yeah. That's that's the crazy part. Yeah, it is. And I think there's an... Un- it's almost unhealthy, I think, men getting introduced so quickly because they're not ready for it. And then there is this interest, this hunger for it that develops so soon. And you kind of just live with that for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. And I don't know if that has anything to do with why men are 
a little bit more aggressive and wrapped up in the whole sex thing because of that peak? Well, I don't, I, I can't speak for most men. Yeah. Um, and I've clearly, I can't speak for women, but I will say, I think that like, I don't know. See, I don't know. I've always been curious what, so like when a guy is, I don't, there's so many words I don't know if we can say on the show, but when a guy <laughs> is um, interested and ready, mm-hmm. you guys can use whatever adjective you want to use for that. Um, I will say I think guys become a little bit more aggressive yeah. until they're able to have that moment, whether it's with someone or alone, until they're able to have that moment. They, they, I think we men tend to be a little bit more on edge. We might be just upped and like ready, like just there, or we just might be a little bit more irritable. One of the two. Mm. Um, And so I wonder for women, do y'all have that same, do y'all have that same thing? So like, you know, high school guys are coming up and we're aggressive and we don't really know why. And it's like, Oh, that's why like, do are women like that? Like what? Yeah, I, I, we are definitely like that because we're human. I just feel like we are taught to act like, we don't have that urge mm. and to not act on it because if we do, then we're labeled as certain things. Mm. But there's definitely an urge, you know, like I was talking to my friends about this the other day, but women go out just like men go out to find yeah. someone to have sex with absolutely all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in men's eyes, like that doesn't happen. And if she does do that, then she's a certain, certain type of girl. So I think we have the same feelings. It's just oppressed gotcha. or what's the word no i think oppressed is right yeah, yeah. oppressed yeah yeah okay same we're the same <laughs> i just think they channel our they channel the man's energy differently than how they channel a woman so it's like with men they try to focus that energy in sports mm-hmm. or or something to get that aggression out or like you said society tells us that we should be able to go out and do whatever and it's cool. So if we have slept with 50 women by the time that we're 30, and that is not my number, um, then it's okay. Yeah. But if but for women, like you said, she's taught to, even if she has those urges, to suppress them, um, to act like they're not there. And, you know, there's a little bit more of a stigma attached to women. So thus their numbers are, are smaller. Their overall numbers are smaller, probably. Definitely. Mm-hmm. This was not on the show, but I kind of want to touch on it really quick. Sex toys. Mm. Like, okay, if a woman goes into a sex store, I've been into a sex store before, and for some reason, I felt like I shouldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, why do I feel like I shouldn't be in here? Mm. It just goes back to not being able to be open and like, you know? <laughs> I swear I always have a story. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell it. So I will say I have definitely been in my fair share of sex stores. Um and when I was younger, I definitely felt uncomfortable every t- because I swear the sex stores were always in the dirtiest, nastiest, <laughs> nastiest part of town. There was always like dirt and debris on the ground. Like it was never oh. just a clean experience. Then when you walk in and uh, this may be TMI, but there are even sex stores that have theaters in the back and like where you can watch the porns and do whatever you want to do in the back. And so there are, arca- I mean, there's just so much yeah. and you're like, I don't really belong here like and then you look at the people that are there not to be bougie or anything but you're like one of these things is not like the other and it's like i don't really belong in this circle um but now i will say i think that sex stores have evolved um it's not 
as as seedy as it used to. Like, you can go right here on Hollywood Boulevard yeah. and walk into an amazing sex store that's clean and customer service. And it's just everything because now it's beyond just to look for videos and people right. are thinking... Oh, I don't know. You don't know what people are thinking, but in my mind, I thought people were thinking, "Oh, let's see what type of video he buys." Yeah. All that. Like now, nobody's going in there Nobody. to buy videos. Like yeah. now, you're going to buy fun things like Toys. edible things yeah. and like you know, yes, yeah. yeah, things to spice up the bedroom. So I think it's. I think now the the. I'm not even calling it porn. The sex store experience is completely different than what it used to be. Yeah. I think so too. So we're evolving in all kinds of ways, technology and with the toys and the sex. Everything. Sex nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a roll with your vocabulary. You're welcome. You're welcome. He's on a roll. Okay, let's talk about the couple that was on uh, Garrett and Ariel. Garrett knew he had a problem when he couldn't tell his wife mm-hmm. that he was addicted to porn. And if I'm not mistaken, he kept it from her for four years. Yeah. What did you think about that? Um, he said that the because I think Willow asked, when did you hit rock bottom or something? And he was like, when it just got to a point where I could not lie about it anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I low-key think that's normal. I think it's normal for, especially if you have any type of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um you usually try to hide it until you can't anymore. And so that's why I liken this unto drugs and alcohol and everything else. Like they try to hide it as long as they can and until they can't or until they quote unquote hit rock bottom. So that, that was normal to me. I think so too. Ariel said there were no red flags, which I can believe. Normal. Definitely normal. Because what's the red flag? Right. Like it's no longer where you're stuck on. Like I remember, like, like I said, keep, slowly interjecting myself into these conversations (laughs) as i talked about being a young teen and logging onto the computer at home this was back when we had because this is like 99 Mm -hmm. 2000 somewhere back there um and so we didn't the cell phones that we had at that time there weren't they you couldn't get on the internet are you kidding me no you had to wait until you got home to get on the internet so and this was at that time i I think we only had one computer. We might have had one in a laptop or yeah. something like that. But every the family used this this computer, so you had to clear the browser. And like <laughs> there was this yeah. chance that somebody could catch you. There's back then there were pop ups, so there was always a chance that there was a pop up that was yeah. gonna pop up or still be there. Um, whereas now you do it on your phone. Nobody's yeah. checking your phone. Nobody's checking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no reflex at all. Um, they're still trying to figure this whole thing out, which mm. I don't think that once you bring it up, once he told her and she was hurt by it initially, I feel like that hurt goes on for a while, especially if it the addiction lasts, mm-hmm. which I think, well, he said he's he fine said he's now. He said he's he fine. A, yeah. But with her, that emotional hurt that she experienced is probably still there. So this is why I say you have to, um, I think I said in the last episode, you have to know what your boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this is a boundary for her where like the relationship is over, but for some it could be. And it's like, if it's one of those things, so once something happens, that seed is forever planted and whatever comes of that seed comes of that seed. And I feel like when he told her that he was addicted to this, there was a level of hurt that, um, she, neither of them were really expecting really mm-hmm. and it, there are going to be lasting effects at least for like the next five years because yeah. he she's going to be thinking every single time like a part of her is 
not wanting him to, but just kind of like, there's probably 2% of her that's like expecting him to fall off the wagon because people relapse. What happens with drug addicts, alcohol addicts, all these people, every now and then there's a relapse Mm -hmm. and it might not be a full relapse back into it, but they might take one drink or they might take one hit or in this case, he might watch one video. And so I think a part of her is just worried what happens if he relapse. Right. And since he hid it from her for so long, it's like, could he be hiding it again. still? Yeah. You know, um, I I was waiting for her to bring up the whole insecurity thing and women not being okay with men watching the porn because they're comparing themselves to the women in the porn. It's mm-hmm. like she looks nothing like me. Yeah. So I could see where she would get that that idea. But that's still just like cheat. So I've never cheated. Okay, I don't like that you had to think about that. Well, no, because, you know, everybody's definition of cheating is different. So when I say I've never cheated, I've never had uh, a sexual experience with someone else other than the person I'm in a relationship with. Um, So I've never cheated. But I I will say, and I forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) Just that Well, we were talking about the insecurities and women feeling insecure because of their man watching porn. Yeah, no, I lost it. Dang it. (laughs) It was going to be good, too. It it was so good. I was ready. Well, if you think about it, just stop me. I got you. We'll go back to it. Um, But also, her talking about how after finding out about the addiction, she was afraid for him to touch her at all because mm-hmm. she felt like it was going to lead to sex. And I was like, wow, that's, I never thought about that. Well, I, so I can a little bit relate mm-hmm. in the sense that sometimes, you know, you don't want to do certain things because you think it might lead to sex. And it's like, listen, I only got five hours right. before I have to be up. I am not Tired. trying to do this tonight. Yeah. So it's like you kind of avoid any type of intimacy because the last thing you want to do is tell the person that you're with no. Yes. Like in that moment, because yeah. then that can lead to a, well, are you cheated on me? Why don't you want to touch me? Usually you want to do this. Why don't you want to, like, it just turns into a whole other thing. So to avoid that, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep over here. You sleep over there and boom. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it. And then also if she felt betrayed by the whole hiding the sex I mean, the porn addiction, um, a part of her probably just was like, yeah, I just don't want you to touch me. Yeah. Uh, I know what part of what I was going to say All earlier right. was that I found it interesting that she didn't go and look at the other people that mm. um, the, that he was watching the porn. Like, he did, she didn't go see the type of porn that he was watching. She had no desire to do that. I thought that was cool because then that would lead to more insecurities. Definitely. And the other point I was going to make during, <laughs> in that same little topic, when you were talking about comparing, mm-hmm. most guys, when they cheat, though, they usually don't cheat with someone that looks like their girlfriend. Yeah. Because they're looking for a different experience. Not that the experience that they're having with the girlfriend is wrong, but it's like, you know, if if they have gotten to the point where they decide that they're going to cheat, it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is my time to do something different. Yeah. I usually have, I'm, use par- I'm using like mm-hmm. an analogy. I usually have steak and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Today I want pork chops. Yeah. <laughs> something totally different. Yes. I had to avoid the seafood reference that I really, <laughs> that I really wanted to go to. Well, thank you for. <laughs> I do what I can. Thank you, thank you so much. Should we get into our uh, news? Let's do it! Yay! Yay! Okay, so we do this segment called Mister and Mrs. Smith, where we give you guys some new news on the Smith family. Take it away, Tyler. Yes, this is Tyler Tyson with your Mister and Mrs. Smith news update. So first off, uh, <laughs> I went through all of their pages: Adrian, Willow, Jada, Will, 
Trey, all of them. And everybody's kind of quiet. Willow and, and uh, Jaden aren't really posting anything at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, but Jada and Will have been going in. And one of the videos that I saw was this video of Jada where she's actually talking about a new summer conversation series that she's doing. Take a look. What's up, Red Table Talk family? I wanted to take a minute to invite you for some bonding time. This summer, we are providing summer healing sessions with me. Mm. Mm. Hey, hey. And it's just a journey for us to take together for some self-evaluation, some self-healing, and some self-love. So if you're down for that, I hope you'll join me, and I hope to see you there. So she posted that uh, six days ago, which was like right after our last show. Mm -hmm. Um, So like Tuesday of last week. And I thought it was dope. You go to redtabletalk.com to get more information. And I think it's an interesting way while they're on hiatus for the summer to kind of have conversations going, keep your audience engaged. And it's not so much talking about porn and all of the controversial things as much as it is self-reflection and healing with yourself. So that's always dope. I love that. I ventured over to the Will Smith's page Ooh. and Will had a bunch of videos that I could choose from, but I thought this video on his page was pretty dope. Uh, as I said before, go to at Will Smith on Instagram because his page will give you everything that you need in life. But this video talks about the evolution of his signature. Take a look. That's my signature. It just it says Will. From 1986 till midnight New Year's 1990, I signed Fresh Prince. Then from 1992 New Year's 2000, I signed Will Smith. From midnight Y2K until 2010, I signed Will. And then since 2010, I added the little swizzle at the bottom. So if people have old autographs from me, I know what decade the autographs came from. 2020's coming up. I'll just be like, there you go. There you go. That's you. No, no. I'm going to know what it is. Just, there you go. Congratulations. There's your autograph. I think that is so dope. Like, I I always say you have to be so intentional with everything you do. And Mm -hmm. the fact that he intentionally figured out each decade how he was going to like sign his stuff. That's great. I have missed that completely. Yeah. I got to get on it to look back on, too. Yeah. And so this little picture um, you guys can see. I just thought it was cool to throw it in there just Mm -hmm. so we can have a picture of Will uh, Willow and Gammy in this news segment and basically one of the fans painted this this is like the cover of i think either essence or ebony or one of those magazines um and somebody re redid it like painted it and i thought it was a beautiful painting yes so i wanted to add that and then finally Mm. in this segment there was a video jada posted on her page um and as you see it's from mtv news i want to say mid 90s somewhere like 93 94 maybe even 95 Mm -hmm. you can clearly see that she is almost in the same getup and in, in what she had in for set it off. Yeah. And she's talking about going to school with Tupac, which you guys know are good friends. Take mm-hmm. a look. You attended uh, the North Carolina School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Bo- yeah, right. North Carolina and Baltimore School of the Arts. Right. Right. And at Baltimore School of the Arts went to school with Tupac. Yes, he well, went to school with me. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I was there first. <laughs> yeah, we went to school together, yeah. What was that whole experience like? I mean, obviously you didn't know he was going to be this big rap star I knew he was going to be a big something. That was, that was without doubt. We all knew that. Um, 
But we had a great time in school. Boy, we had some fun. Those were the days. If we could only go back. I know he thinks that a lot. It's just like, damn. I mean, those were the days. It was just like innocence, you know, just doing our thing. So as you know, she and Tupac were really good friends. She just said they went to school together. I did see the timestamp on that. That was in 1996. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was prior to his being uh, shot and killed. Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was dope. I don't know the anniversary because as I, this is one of the latest posts that she posts. So I don't know if it was his birthday or the anniversary of his death or something. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, she felt the need to post a, a throwback video. But that is your Mr. And Mrs. Smith segment. Ah, One of my favorite segments. One of mine, too. <laughs> We love to keep up with the Smiths. Mm -hmm. Okay, so our last segment is going to be Real Talk, where we just talk about something. It's always different. If you've been here before, then you know this. But today, our question is, is porn cheating? (sighs) Ooh. So, uh, Real Talk for me, I used to struggle with this because I used to interpret your watching porn and satisfying yourself, I used to take that personal. Yes. Because it's like, why would you do that if I'm here and willing? Yeah. Like, it it used to be, oh, well, if I'm not home, okay, cool. I get it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But if I'm home and you still do it, now it's a problem. So now for me, you know, it's like you have to have those conversations. And it's like I want to say it's cheating, but it's not. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know how we said at the top of the show, you set the parameters for what is and what isn't cheating, sex, whatever in your relationship. Okay. So if it's set in the parameters at, at at the top, and you know I hate a bunch of rules, but mm-hmm. if it's said, you know what, Tyler does not like it when this happens, this hurts her feelings when you do this, okay, now I have to stop. Mm-hmm. And if I don't stop, then that should sig- signal to you that either one, I have a problem, or two, it's possible that you don't mean that much to me enough yeah. for me to stop. One of those two things. Because if I have a problem and I can't, then that's just a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I agree with that. I do feel like there are situations where I could see you being in a relationship and also d- doing that in your own time. But still, when I'm not home, because if I'm home, I just, that would be strange. That's, that's so never rude. happened that is, to me before. That is so rude. Yeah. That is so, that is like one of the most, that is one of the most rude things I've ever experienced in my life. It is. It's pretty rude. I could see. And I've done it. You've done it. I, so even being the recipient of it, I hated it. Yeah. But I've also been the person that did that too. So, I, I mean, yeah. I get both sides of the coin. Yeah. Um, it just sucks all the way around. It sounds like it sucks. I could see maybe long distance relationship. There's time in between. You know, that could be something, but they're not in the house. So it makes sense. And there's different types. So then the conversation went from just the videos to, okay, well, you know what? Videos are fine. But if you're webcamming, because that's also oh, porn. Oh, that's a lot. That, that's something else. Yeah. Like, to me, porn is not, porn is no longer just, you know, the seedy videos that you see, you know, on Pick a Website. It's on Instagram. It's you direct messaging someone and sending nudes. That's porn. It's face, no longer webcams, y'all know. FaceTime and all of that. All of that counts. So if you're doing those things, that to me is cheating. I always kind of identified it um, as if you're able to like build some type of relationship with someone in some type of way, then yes, it's cheating. You can't build a relationship with the video. Yeah. You know, you turn it on, you turn it off. Okay, cool. But this whole instant stuff nah i'm good on that yeah that's a lot yeah 
one quick question. I just thought about this, but okay. So if you, you're in a relationship with someone and there are certain things they don't want to do sexually, would it then be okay for them to watch porn with those things because they're not getting those things from you? That all depends on the relationship, on the couple. If it's okay, if if you're like, if you and I are in a relationship and you tell me, you know what, Tyler, <laughs> Tyler's in a relationship. <laughs> Tyler, I, 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 I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I say, but I like X, Y, and Z. Well, can I watch X, Y, and Z? Yeah, that's fine. You yeah. tell me it's fine. Then no, that's not cheating. Yeah. But, but if you tell me I'm not doing X, Y, and Z and you're watching porn to see X, Y, and Z bothers me, then unfortunately, we have to make a decision. Yeah. Is the, is that a deal breaker? Is that something that we can continue on and I just do without X, Y, and Z? Or is that something where you don't want to do X, Y, and Z right now today, but maybe three years from now you will? Hmm. Yeah. It, it, you you set the parameters of your relationship. That's the great thing about relationships. Yeah. They're ever-changing. You can set the parameters for what they are, and you guys can always go back and change them. Yeah. You just have to, ha- you have to be comfortable enough to have the conversation. You do. And I think there's a compromise. Like, if... He told me, I like this, but I've never done that thing. At least I can be open to doing that thing because it would make him happy. So I think, yeah, it just goes back to conversation, compromise, and, you know, making it work. Absolutely. It's a partnership. It's a partnership. This is why relationships are so tricky. There's (laughs) so much work. And you said something that yet again sparked, I don't know, we're out of time, sparked another song. What song? I, for whatever reason, I like Big Bus and I cannot. For whatever reason, oh. that came into my head <laughs> when you said something a few minutes ago. Well, thank you again for that. I do what I can. <laughs> and thank you guys so much for watching, for joining us again on this beautiful Monday evening. We love having you. I am Tyler Simone. You can follow me on Instagram at Miss Tyler Simone. Where can they follow you? You can get your entire non-porn life following me on all social media at the tyler tyson dang it no porn i mean i might give you a little tease here and there but there will never be any porn on my page noted noted (laughs) we'll see you guys next week bye on behalf of our phl staff we would like to thank you for tuning in to black hollywood live the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood Redefined.